Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Go down there, subscribe and press the like button because this is another fantastic interview today. And I bet you, you will like it because your life will change after today. You will have gained new insights and that are potentially opening the world up for you. And for that, I'm dead excited because what we are talking about is the opposite of addiction. It is connection. But in order to connect, you need to be able to communicate. And we are not always talking the same language. And with that, I don't mean English and Portuguese and Chinese. No, I mean the language of your body. The, the, they say 95% of the communication is nonverbal. You know, there is that uh, that comes in. But you've also got when you use your voice, there are very different types of communication that some people absolutely adore and others absolutely hate so would it be nice if you become a bit more knowledgeable or even a master in communicating effectively and that's exactly who i've got on today i've got nicole sure she is a woman who is specializing in teaching those kind of of nuances within our languages, within our the way we communicate with others that maybe guarantee you more success um, than maybe if you just give it your old, oh, I just be me. And with that, you piss off quite a few people. Whilst, uh, so now, why don't we just learn? So Nicole, thank you so much for coming onto my show. I am really excited, Stefan. I got to tell you, you are so entertaining and enjoyable to watch. I am just like, I'm I'm glued. I'm almost like I don't want to say anything. I just want to watch and listen to you. <laughs> and we do a children's matinee on Sunday. <laughs> no kidding, kidding. Life is life is too short, Nicole. Honestly, it is. It is. Oh, I've lived in the darkness and I lived suppressed and and uh, suppressing myself for such a long time. I'm sorry. I'm I'm too old for that now. I'm too old for that shit. Right now, you get authentic. You get integrity you get passion and that is that is the guy who i want to be and sometimes i can't be it because life circumstances but that's okay but most of the time i'm here to live this life to the fullest and sorry like it or lump it that's what you get today <laughs> nicole i mean how the hell did you get into that topic such a crucial topic that's such an overlooked topic, if you think about it. Well, what happened was, is I am a uh, um, an SRA survivor, a satanic ritual abuse survivor, and I lost my identity. And because I had also had people around me who didn't understand how my personality communicated and tried to get me to conform on top of that. So, and then I have a learning disability so it was just like, oh, God, I just got everything handed to me on a, on a platter there. You know, just this is going to be fun to work with. Let's figure out how you're going to mix this up and make cookies to eat that are really nice to eat. And you're like, no, this is shit. And <laughs> so what happened was, as I started down this path and I, I did my undergrad in conflict resolution and business, and I learned so many skills about conflict resolution. It's absolutely most people are scared of it. Oh, my gosh. When you have the skills, it makes it easier. And then I did my master's in industrial organizational psychology. I say you need a degree to say it or spell it. <laughs> and that's basically a business psychology degree. And what I noticed with my co-collaborator um, that helped me 
developed this model, wrote, wrote the book and stuff, is that leadership models were missing communication and conflict resolution as I was studying. And I'm like, what's wrong here? And then I looked at our personality models and I'm like, that's missing communication. Don't we show up with our personality and communicate who we are? And so we were looking at young and apocrities, the four fathers, and we were looking through, you know, just doing some basic research. And it's like, oh my gosh, these are the patterns people have. And it's so simple. Um, and why aren't we, no one's going to go, hi, I'm a, a um, sanguine. I think it's sanguine. Hi, I'm a sanguine. How are you today? Let's talk sanguine language. I feel like I'm doing flippers, yeah. you know, I mean, I, that's great for back then, but now people aren't going to say that they're not even able to get the words out of their mouth because yeah. they're so busy. So we came up with words that describe people that you knew when you met them pretty close what it was. Nice. So there are absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, for those of you who are thinking, what the hell is she talking about? And, and I don't know, I can't follow. Imagine you go into a big office where there are many desks. I bet you there will be one desk which has got little flowers and maybe a plush teddy and maybe uh, the pictures of the granddaughter and, and grandson playing. And then there will be another desk where the pencils are aligned exactly to, to the point. Everything will be sharpened. Everything will be prepared. Not one thing out of place. <laughs> do you think when you communicate with the people behind the desks, do you think that the same style will give you the same results in these people? Could it be that your style does either not gel at all with either of them, or gel maybe with one more than the other? Mm. Chances are yes. So how about if you could actually figure out, huh, how do these people actually work? What are their natures? And which language might be very conducive to get the best results for the both of you? You don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste his or her time. Hey, if you could just find the right translation, and that's what we're going to talk about here today. So yes, tell me more about, because I've, I've gone through, I've been blessed uh, over the years. I've done many communication courses. Um, I've sought those out and different courses give you different, oh, different, mm -hmm. shall I say that labels, uh, different characteristics, different niches that they put you in. And they all made sense to me. But it's interesting, I must have done half a dozen of these courses, and uh, they were all valuable, but they were all a little bit different. So therefore, yeah, not everything works for everyone. So I'm, I'm very open. So tell me, tell me, what did you guys research? And what did you come up with? So we came up with, um, after the research, we came up with and seeing the patterns that people are basically four types, right? Value, control, and important. So when you think of a control person, you kind of have an idea. They like to control everything, their environment. I mean, they are just there everywhere they go. It's about environment. And how do we control? I mean, this is just a brief overview. Right people are about right, wrong, good, bad, uh, you know, belief. They're your big belief people. When they believe it's right, they're, they, it's really hard to change their mind. Um, and they need time to process it. Uh, important people. 
They are about being seen, heard, goal, priority. You get them that goal priority, you better not mess with that priority and that goal because they're on they're on a mission. And when they're on that mission, oh my gosh, they are on a mission. And it doesn't matter if they're running through the forest with flip-flops, they're going to get that prize. And so it's, it's that being that focused. And then there is value, cost versus benefit. They're like the Jungle Book birds from um, uh, the Jungle Book movie, the old one that was from like the 70s or something yeah. like that. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Don't do that again. They cannot make a decision unless it has a cost or a benefit attached to it. <laughs> and we attract our, our, our the people who we date by meeting and one that's the same and one that's different. <laughs> that's a complete different minefield when we come into the dating there and isn't it but then then ah oh, it's it's all quite nice to accept life in such a simplified way um it is wouldn't it be nice if everyone applies to that so how many people in your experience actually does the model fit upon so if you were to say okay yeah i've got 100 people there um how many people, if you introduce them to this model of communication, um, how many people do recognize themselves? You know, I've been kind of surprised. People have kind of fought themselves because they don't want to be something they're not, and they haven't been allowed to discover who they are. Uh, so what happens is, is people have not, because we haven't been allowed in our society, we tell people way too much who they are, what they should do, what uh, careers, so what happens is, is you're dealing with people that don't necessarily want to be right. Because the, the connotation with right is I'm going to be like a, a particular president we had in the United States a couple of years. <laughs> and then they're like, um, but you know what? What I tell people is we need all four of these because they, it, but we need people to be in balance. Mm -hmm. We need to understand, you need to understand who you are and how to be in balance. So, and how to resolve conflict because you're just gonna automatically be that way. I'm an important value. I will walk into a room and no matter what happens, I'll get noticed. I can do everything I possibly can not to get noticed. And I think it's only happened like once. So the music will stop. All of a sudden I'll say something like, darn it, dang it. Oh. You know, so if I'm with a control value who isn't about being seen, wants their environment a certain way, and is cost benefit, they're going to be cost benefit. Is it cost benefit to go out with the coal or not? And I need to be able to meet them in that value and say, okay, I'm going to do things and I'm going to tone it down as much as I possibly can. I'm going to be not so intense in my important. I'll be aware. And uh, what will happen is, is um, by doing that, uh, what happens is, is then they get the ability to say, you know, this is what I can do to take care of myself. And that becomes super vital because now we both of our needs are getting met. We've resolved the conflict and I know what I need. They know what they need. And now we can say, okay, if we go out, what are you going to do to make sure if I start draw too much attention or I'm tone it down. So both of us aren't silenced because what happens in our society is we silence people. And there's a difference between being silent and silenced. And silenced is saying, you don't get a voice because my voice top shores or, you know, however that's going to go. Oh, so true. 
so true. If you imagine what you're creating there is basically, well, not supposed to be a quadrangle. <laughs> a, a, okay, make it. <laughs> so um, take a quadrant. Um, take a take a what do you, a square that is what I want to say take a square and and half it each way so you've got these four quadrants and if you imagine that you have got um, these four main kind of categories of people you can put them into these four quadrants what I want mm -hmm. you to do now is take that whole uh, the square flatten mm -hmm. it down put it down on the ground and I now suggest however that it is so important to realize that that these have all the characteristics that you described when they are neutral, when they're yeah. serene, when they're okay. Mm -hmm. Now comes the dimension of adding stress. So these people will be behaving in one way. And then mm -hmm. when you look at when they are stressed, now that's the next level, they will behave all in a very different way, but probably predictable. And then you do distress on top of there. That is where the cool thing happens because now you have got people who are in fight and flight mode and based upon their original you know, category or based upon their features, their beliefs, their core beliefs, really, that's what we, are, what we are talking about. They will respond in very, very different ways. So suddenly you become three-dimensional with that. And that is so cool. And that is where, where I find it so, so brilliant if you actually figure that out and see, okay, how can you, how do they behave when they're norm, normal, when they're serene, when they're in control of their life? And then, you know, what happens thereafter? So does your language and does your, uh, the, the, your attempts to, to help people, does that take that into account? I know for me, when I'm shushed as an important person, I get louder. When a control person does not feel like they can control their environment everywhere they go, it's very, they get really, really irritable a lot of times. Right people, oh my gosh, they will be very argumentative, you know. And again, we have two out of the four. So it's going to be a place where the other one's going to also play a factor in it. But these patterns are pretty, pretty clear. And they're, I mean, I've seen them all over all over the country. I mean, it's just like all over the, the world, it seems the same. And it's, again, it's based on Young and Hippocrates um, model. So what I am noticing through this is that sometimes people will hide one because they'll be protecting it. Sometimes people will come in all with one, you know, as their combo. And you're like, oh, that was easy to tell. Um, and, and so, but it's what the main thing I think about that I enjoy about this model is I know how to communicate. When my son was three years old, he could say the word consequences. And I was like, boy, he's so smart. No, he is smart. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him to think that I'm not saying that, but what it is, is the word consequences is the right word. So I know for him, we meet him and I meet value, my son and I. But for me and him, I have to speak right language and I know, have to know how a right person thinks to be able to communicate effectively with him. And I've noticed that by doing this, our relationship has changed and grown. And he has a friend that's the same as him. And I said the exact same type of language to her. And she's like, yep, yep. And I've seen it be from baby boomers to Gen X to um, millennials. So it's a pattern that humanity has. Why don't we talk about a few examples 
when it comes to these groups of of uh, people and and whilst we hate to to be pigeonholed ourselves you say i'm an individual well yes you are but yes there are certainly traits there that that uh, that make you more likely to belong to one tribe or the other um now when sometimes when two tribes talk they talk different languages uh, can you give me an example nicole sort of what in the workplace sort of typical typical disasters uh, that are predictable and that occur every day around us so in the workplace there are certain personalities you do not put with certain personalities like a control value is most likely not going to work with an important right because they don't speak the same languages. They may have a connector there, which could be, you know, uh, a third party come in, but the two of them alone are not going to work. And it's going to be really super challenging because one's speaking goals and the other one is speaking steps. And one is speaking, you know, cost versus benefit. And the other one's saying, I'm right. You got to follow my right. And so it ends up being completely different. And we've actually seen where people have said, I'm going to, even though I'm opposite, I'm going to speak that person's language. And that other person is going, ooh, I now can connect with you. Whereas before they couldn't connect. Indeed. So that's what, yeah, that's one example. And then another example is when your rights don't align. And a perfect example of this that everybody saw with our country, and I'm very sad and very sorry, um, was Biden and Trump. Both of them were right, but their rights did not agree. And so because of that, they fought in the right. Now, one was right value and one was right important. And so that's the other thing when you are in not in alignment with the same um, with the same uh, personality type, what ends up happening is you have conflict. So that's the other way to have conflict. So it's being aware that you may have the same personality type, but you're not in agreement or you're in competition or whatever it is. And so when you are aware, you can actually say, ah, oh, this is what I need what are you needing? And it becomes a place of, of safety and resolving conflict for both. And, and I've been in the middle of a war between two people whose rights did not align. And it was so frustrating. And as a parent, knowing that can help your child. Knowing that can help you navigate with your child and how to work with them. So, and children do grow up and go into the workplace. Now, something else we also notice is that people get shattered or wounded in their personality type, especially if they aren't allowed to be who they are and they have the opposite parent raising them. Mm. Mm, of course, if you actually now apply that to the, the minefield of parenting, you can yeah. see where suddenly four people who might be all very different uh, and not talking the same language, how they clash constantly. Yeah. Crikey, yes, of course. And, and that's the problem, isn't it? Right now, so I did have communication courses and when I'm at work, I can see it all, it's so logical. When I come home, suddenly all that knowledge seems to fall away because mm -hmm. it's, it is 
uh, with my wife and me, okay, we're getting a bit better now after 26 years of fighting. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then again, I need to say opposites attract. And sometimes you make the strongest team by having people of different abilities in there. They just need to learn to communicate despite the fact that their belief systems are different and their needs are different. If you mm -hmm. can jump over that, you can create power teams that are out of this world. So in a workplace, that's good. Mm -hmm. But having and but it's more challenging in the family. But uh, it is, is there actually an insight out there of people? When they do a course with you, they obviously say, oh, yeah, yeah that all makes sense. How easy is it actually to, to truly incorporate that in a daily life? Well, it takes practice. Ah. It really does take practice. I've got to tell you that I am, in, as an important value, I don't do well with control control rights. Uh, and that was my mother. And so, uh, it, and now it influences me because sometimes I'll be, you know, leaning towards one or the other in my personality, you know, what I like. But really, I'm important value. I mean, there's just, there's, and I, I know people who are like me and we're all kind of have that same kind of little perky, like, oh, puppy you know, kind of personality, which can drive some people crazy, especially control rights, because yeah. that's not how their brain works. So after learning this model um, and really dissecting it, I healed and I'm able to speak to control rights. So I had a, a, a situation happen this weekend, this last weekend, where I was on a, like a retreat, just centering myself and I was with the control right. And they were not very do working very well with me. I mean, you could tell that they didn't like me. I started speaking right to them. I started giving them the control and handled things that way. They liked me by the time we were done. Now, now they were still, you know, not quite sure, but because I was able to do that, I, I, it saved it, but it takes a lot of practice uh, it, 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 when you're communicating with the opposite. And um, when someone's the same, it's not so much. Um, like I said, I know how to meet my son in value. And when it's one that's different versus two, it makes it a little easier because I know what that also that right, right value personality is like. Um, what kind of humor they have, how to, how to connect with them. And you know, the, the most important thing is, is okay if you don't like a certain personality type. It's okay if it doesn't work for you. The most important thing is to find balance within yourself, acceptance within yourself, and how to navigate that so that you are, um, so that you can, you know, keep yourself safe or keep your job or keep, you know, whatever is going to happen in that situation. So it's really about navigating, finding balance within yourself so you can create your belonging, the belonging you want to create. And I must say that I make a, I make a bold statement now. I dare to say that probably 95% of the population have no bloody clue what kind of needs they have. And they we are like Pavlov's dogs. Uh, we have been somehow somehow imprinted with core beliefs at a very early stage. And we are now responding with emotions to the slightest hair trigger that goes off. And this, this is the reality for most of us. So until you actually approach the 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 way of of 
how people actually act and why they are so why they why they act in this way uh, once you approach their needs then that becomes such a more valuable thing but for that you need to know what are your own needs so guys be aware um if you start learning communication then it also means you start learning about yourself mm-hmm. oh my god pandora's box okay pandora's box is a nice ordered little thing compared with the chaos that is in my head so be aware of that you are bound to grow is that really such a bad thing i don't think so and you become happier oh my gosh when you love yourself and you accept yourself Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm saying this as a woman but i'm seeing it as men too you become happier you know that you can it's safe to say hey this may be overstimulating i need my environment a certain way Exactly. And I got to tell you, when I had that conversation with my stepdad, he's a control value. I'm an important value. And I said to him, this is where we struggle. He was like, it was like freeing for him because it gave him the space to do it. Mm -hmm. So as a man, you can take the leadership there and give people the space to have freedom. Mm -hmm. You can, as a woman, you can take that too. And what happens is is we learn to partner with each other. Mm -hmm. And as we partner with each other, this is one of the Nicoleisms. We're each a piece of the puzzle. Mm. It's unique and different, but it fits in the puzzle. So that's what it's about. It's not about conforming. It's about transforming. So you're not a corner piece trying to fit in the middle. This is what our society has done. I do not like stereotypes. I do not like biases. However, there's a difference between identifying so that you can effectively communicate and work with people. Love it. Absolutely love it. Because that was that was the, the, another question I meant to ask you. Um, because, you know, if you say, well, I change so that I can easier work with someone else, is that not betraying the true inner you? Is that not, not being mean to yourself? And you have answered it already in a sense. It is, you're not really giving away anything of your rights or your values or changing your beliefs. You're just speaking a different language just as much as you might to one person switch over to French because he only can understand French. Well, would you keep talking in German to him? No, probably not. Uh, You know, same thing here. So if you actually figure out what is their need in, in the sense of what is the language they understand, would you not be far more effective? than you doing essentially hand signing or some kind of, um, yeah, you don't want a particular finger sign <laughs> with your hand although, sign. Although that's easy. That is, isn't it amazing? We all understand these kind of things. It is just, ah, so there's one language that is universal. Okay, let's give you that. <laughs> and, and the other thing is none of us like that language. We might like to dish it out, but we certainly yeah. don't like to see it. So therefore, there's the other thing is maybe something innocent, an innocent behavior from you is being seen as disrespectful by one of the other tribes because Mm. it's just when you say, ah, look, it's so beautiful. I had my granddaughter with me this weekend and we were having such a great time and it was so beautiful. And the other guy in the meeting says, where are the figures? Why are you disrespecting me by talking this dribble about your granddaughter? I don't care about your granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Well, he will not say that because we are so-called civilized people, but he will be fuming with anger because you're wasting his time. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Different needs demand mm-hmm. different languages. Whilst if you say, here are the papers, 
bang, here is here's the balance sheet. By the way, I think we should do that. And just considering and had such a beautiful weekend with my granddaughter, he will say, oh, that's nice for you. And we'll go through the papers. Everyone is happy. Okay. So how nice is that? So just by being aware of, of who you are, who they are, and what they need is so beautiful. And what you need. And so like what you're talking about, that's the woman talking about her child and the other one's like, I got to go, I got to go. It's understanding if if he were to listen to her language, he could maybe hear, is this important? Is this right? Is this value? Or is this, or she, you know, controlling the environment? So by doing that, he can sit there and go, okay, she's speaking that this was, you know, her, her son was doing the right thing this weekend. He was following the instructions and she believes that this baby is going to grow up to be something amazing. This person can now speak right to her and say, you know, I am so glad you love your family. That is a good thing to, to do mm-hmm. at this moment. I have some time constraints that I really need to get going. Mm-hmm. And I want to be honoring to what you, what's, 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 what's good for you what is, you know, what's, what's right in your life. However, I'm needing this as well. So what can we do so that both of our needs get met? I don't know how long it took you now to say that sentence. And the reason I'm I'm asking that is, um, we know from doctors, from doctors who are uh, perceived to be really good, and doctors who are perceived to be assholes, um, mm-hmm. that is often not well, virtually 100% is a communication style. And one of the things is to listen. So if you're starting a meeting with a new patient, um, one of the best things you can do is just sit down. Hello, what brings you here today? Or give an introduction. Oh, I see your, your general practitioner has sent you because of the problem with your heart. Tell me a bit about your problem. Mm-hmm. And then shut the hell up and just wait and see what comes out. The patient will talk, but typically it is somewhere between 45 seconds and 90 seconds. That's as much as they need to say, wow, he really listened to me. Mm-hmm. Well, is that minute, let's call it a minute or a minute and a half, is that really so bad an investment? Because you have established a report. You let mm-hmm. the person tell their vo- or hear their voice. Sometimes they come with chaos in their head, and it's the first time that they actually spell it out. And suddenly there's already a breakthrough for them there. And all that is happening just without you doing a thing. You're actually listening. And that's mm-hmm. so beautiful. This is such a powerful method. And it doesn't take much. It takes a minute. So would that not be a great thing to have that insight? Shut up. Ooh. Let the other one rabbit on whatever how you call it but you just put that nice smile on and actually maybe intentionally listen and figure out because in that minute they will tell you what they want to tell you they you can pick up their level of serenity stress distress you can see what communication style they are having uh you can gain so much in a minute it's just there on a platter there you go would that not be cool rather than us thinking, no, me, 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 me. I want to know right now, I need that balance sheet, or I don't know, I'm, whatever is going through your head. Give it that minute, and you will be amazed how quickly uh, your relationships can change. Well, and also prophecy. Like, I, I, my partner is a control value. I'm an important value. And so 
they like their environment a certain way everywhere we go. And I'm about the goal. And sometimes when I'm so focused, I'm almost like you interrupted me, you know? And so I can preface beforehand, give them a, Hey, I need to focus on this. This is what I need. And so that gives me the ability. Uh, We had a conflict and they tried to speak control to my importance and um, it wasn't going well. But when they spoke value to my value, things changed. But see, they knew and they've learned the communication that this is what I'm needing. How do you shift me out of it? How do you give me what I need? And then I've done the same with them. How do I give them what they need? And our conflicts have gone down because of this. Our communication has gone up because of this. And it's not just that, it's every relationship I have had since I've really discovered this model and put it to the test and watched it in other people's lives, even young kids explaining their parents to them. It has changed lives. It just really has because it gives you permission to be you. Mm. It gives permission to the other person to be them. And then you can discuss anything that may conflict in your personality types. That'd be true. Oh, how cool is that? Wouldn't it be nice if you could uh, make that mandatory? But I mean, how do you deal with those people who are having personality disorders, which is one in 10 people out there who are uh, far more ingrained? And some of these personalities are not very nice. And so how do we deal with the the true jerks in this mm. society, which so happen to seem to float to the top. They're like, shit, they're floating on the top, like in your government. Um, so oh, who said that? Who said that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So what do you do with, with when there are really difficult personalities? Does that model well, still gonna, apply? Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you right now, for me, a control right is really difficult for me. I, I really can't, I really struggle with that personality type. Mm. And a lot of my family were control rights and it was so challenging and I drive them crazy. Mm. They would say, I am, that's where balance comes in. That's where understanding yourself and knowing also where you're wounded. Cause we get wounded in our identity. We get wounded in our personality mm. and understanding that a lot of times when you're shattered, you're going to be unbalanced. So you have to heal it. I don't like the words narcissistic. I don't think that gives that person the power to change. Now they may be that. And, um, but I'm not uh, one. I'm, I'm, that's not my forte to, to label things like that. That's not my, where my expertise is at. And I've learned that you've got to give people power to change. If you keep telling people the same thing over and over again, and you give them some load of a label, the label of that, and you don't say it's unbalanced in your personality, how do you get balance back? It's easier to say, I'm going to get balance and catch your balance than to say, I'm narcissistic and there's no hope for me. Mm, Nice, nice. That's a downside to labeling. Um, At the same token, you could make the argument, well, actually, if I don't figure out who I am by comparing myself to certain lists of behaviors, lists of beliefs, and try to actually figure out um, who I really am, then, you know, it is, it is, you were talking about, uh, about different groups of people uh, controlling, sorry, I've forgotten your labels exactly, but the, the promoters, the, the 
You show control, right, important, and value. Control, right. So if you say um, a label of control, um, if you now put that to the extreme, um, which would be the narcissistic uh, behavior. So mm -hmm. uh, whilst you might not like the negative, uh, the, the negative connotation, wouldn't it be a logical culmination of your model to also use the maybe abnormal or pathological um, personalities to put them in there? I, again, I like, I like balance because it gives you that ability um, to change. There are personalities where it, it's really, there are certain aspects of these that is really hard to change. And it, but when you accept yourself and you know who you are, you know how you manifest this type of, this type of communication and you know how to find balance within it or to even find your tribe. Mm. Oh my gosh. Mm. I, again, most of my, my, my partner's friends, a lot of them are control rights. And so I need them there when we're having conversations. I have a lot of friends that are important, important rights. They don't work with control, control value. So how do we navigate that? Cause these are people in our world. And to us, that's going to seem obnoxious. In, in my in my case, that's going to seem obnoxious to them. And so, you know, um, I just think we we throw out the word way too much that people are are something because we don't like them. Now, there is harmful behavior and we have to look at that and we have to understand how that harmful behavior happened. And there's sometimes there's not an explanation for it. Sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes it's you know, all different kinds of aspects, but I really do um, believe that a lot of our, our wounds are handed down to us and they're handed down through our personality. Um, and because the way I see something may look like it's control, but I'm really looking at it through an important lens. If you were to say, do you want your environment a certain way? I would say no, but this may be important to me. And we aren't giving people the freedom I think this is key. We aren't giving people the freedom to be them. We put people in too many boxes. Hey, let's all go do goals. What if your personality type doesn't resonate with that word? I actually use this with right people. I said, I would like you to have a happy life. Do you get that? They're like, no. I want you to have a good life where you make good choices so that you can get the results you want. Oh, that makes complete sense. Oh, I love it. Love it. That was a perfect example of changing your communication style. You're still expressing the same the same thing, but just yeah. in a different language. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So imagine if you hurt someone in their control, or you hurt someone in their importance, or you hurt someone in their value, or you hurt someone in their right. What are they gonna do? And I think that's the biggest thing is is understanding that we are all amazing, and giving people balance is gonna help them not to be that obnoxious little twit. I mean, really, nobody wants to, hey, I'm going to be the obnoxious twit, you know? I mean, some people might, but that's more snarky humor. So it really is about healing those wounds because we all we all get hurt in our areas. And I know what happens when I see people who who their, their needs languages get hurt or they're not given what they need in that moment and how they act. We all act like, I mean, we all act crazy in some aspects when we're not given what we need. 
that's so weird. I've just I'm just reflecting on on last week or the week that has just passed. Um, I've got a colleague whom I work very closely, and uh, he is at times he can be uh, quite obnoxious, but mm-hmm. that is to now look at it um, to actually put your words and your model onto this relationship. It is very clear for me to see what is occurring there. He is in need of control. He needs to be controlling. And he is, but he is also very, he can be very intimidating when he believes something is right. It needs to be done in exactly that way. Um, And it is, it's amazing. And for me, I, by, by realizing that, by accepting his needs, I can keep my mouth shut, even if I was maybe otherwise responding in a different way. Um, I keep my mouth shut and actually let him express his needs and then give him a balanced response that he says, ah, okay, and that's that's all good. And then it's all resolved. If I would not listen to his needs and just brush them aside, ooh, I've tried, or not I've tried, I've done that by accident in the past, and it doesn't end well. So a classic example of communication gone wrong, uh, or you taking the power of controlling the uh, the narrative there, controlling Mm -hmm. how the end of that discussion will play out. And that is really cool. That is power. That is leadership. That is ownership. And that is lovely. But that means that you you need to have shown integrity. You need to know who you are in order to do so. And you need to have the the ability to be open and learning. And truly, don't listen to your ego. Listen to what he is saying and why he is saying it and how he is saying it. Then make an informed decision how you respond. Would you agree with that? Yes, I believe that both parties need to be in that communication. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can say, ah, I see the scene. Do you feel like this is challenging for you? And that this, Mm -hmm. that by the way, this project looked that it wasn't done right. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel a little, it makes, I would feel out of control in this situation if I were you. I mean, I hope I'm not putting anything on you. And if they go, yeah, I feel that way. You've just diffused them. Exactly. And then you can say, you know, I understand that challenge. This is how I, this is how I would like to be talked to when these challenges come up, because I really want to work with you. I want a successful relationship. And then you go into what your language would be and you use it back and forth. So you aren't silencing yourself, Mm. but you're not silencing them. And so that's where in your training them in some aspects, this is who I am. And it's also going to depend on the relationship you want. If you have to have a longevity relationship, then this is what you're going to want to do. If it's just to escape, to get out of there, you acknowledge them and you hightail your rear end out. So it depends on what you're wanting from the relationship as well. Uh, Family, you're going to do this more with because, you know, family. Marriage, you're going to do this, you know, you're going to do more back you and them. Work, you're going to do more back you and them. But if you're in a bar with some jerk that's, you know, doing something and you're singing karaoke, you know, and you're like, I mean, you're or you're in a, you know, uh, an environment that you're playing putt-putt golf or, you know, whatever, and they're uh, 
they're acting that way, then um, you want to escape. You want to get out of there as quickly as can, uh, and you want to be safe. You really want to be safe. So that's that's where you go. Okay, this is the model that can help me get safe and escape someone who's 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 not in a good place, and they actually use this to escape yeah. people who are not in good places. May I ask? It makes all perfect sense if you look at a a white spread of population. So let's say people who are working in the same office or maybe children in a, in a room uh, at school, um, all makes perfect sense, or church members in a congregation. What about if you take a more selected clientele? For example, type A personalities, let's say a special force, a group of special forces soldiers. Mm -hmm. They're all kick-ass, type A personality in your face. Um, uh, yet, does that model equally apply to such groups? Or it might be firemen, it might be um, law enforcement agencies, whatever it is. So there are certain groups of real men. On, and, and even if there are women in there, they have got bigger balls than a man often at those yeah. times. So what about such environments? You know, there's particular personality types have patterns. Like I just told you, I'm an IV and I go, puppy, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I'm very goal driven. I can be a type A sometimes by my importance, just going through that berry bush, I'm going to get the prize. And, um, and so what ends up happening is it's learning how to talk to them. It's learning how, what their struggles are. Um, because each one of these has particular struggles attached to it as well. And so when you understand the struggle and you understand the language, you can diffuse things. And that's what's most important is being, again, diffusing situations that may cause harm. Um, I'm not saying all military people are like that. I'm not saying all police are like that. But what I am saying is we have to understand the environment in, and we have to understand what type of personalities go for what kind of jobs, what kind of careers. Um, and that's a huge thing too, because a lot of these personality types, when the control is combined with the value, there's certain things that they're more likely to do or be good at, or their personality is gonna come across. We also need to know not to push personalities too, because when we are, so dominant or we are so strong, we can cause another break in another person. So it is really understanding, especially if you push, 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 is under, when you understand your personality type, you're gonna know where your struggles are. You're not only gonna know where your struggles are, you're gonna know what's gonna affect you to have a negative outcome. And you're gonna know what you need in that situation. That's part of what gets this so powerful is I know where my weaknesses are. I know where uh, I'm going to get wounded in. I know where my partner's weaknesses are. I know where they're going to get wounded in. I know how to talk to a, uh, you know, I may know how to talk to a rebellious teenager. I'm going to know how to, I'm going to know what careers are going to be what. I'm going to know what situations to avoid. And if I get in those situations, how to deal with it. Mm. That, and that's, that is no longer being, a, a victim of circumstances, but you are starting to take control. And even if you're in the middle of chaos, what will happen is you will start 
um, being actually not comfortable. I don't think we're ever comfortable in, in chaos, but we are content because we see what is happening, why there is fireworks going off over there and why this person is behaving the way he does. Suddenly it gives you the power to understand. Therefore, it allows you to maybe be a bit more empathic um, when it comes to, to certain behaviors. And maybe you won't get triggered as much. How would that be? That you may be not running around as angry as as you potentially could be. Would that not be a new superpower? I mean, that is, I, I think a lot of people would give their right arm to actually have that better understanding of what is happening around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your your language or your your approach to providing a a way of looking at the world in it with different lenses is very very powerful and can have a huge benefit in virtually everyone's life. End of yeah. the story. Full stop. Period. No. Well, there is one thing that you were talking about, and it, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's the victim predator rescuer triangle, and what happens is. When we are not giving ourselves what we need, we're not giving the other person what they need, we can get pulled in. Everybody's been victimized of some kind. Mm. Everybody's been, everybody's tried to rescue, or a lot of people have. Mm. And what happens is, is when we play the victim and we're not really the victim, we're becoming in the predator situation. And so this model can help you get out of that because then you get aware of who you are, what you need, and you're able to communicate that. And you're also able to be aware when someone's dragging you into the triangle. There's a little door and the guy's going, ha ha, come in, come in, come in, it's gotta be fun. And you're like bouncing all over the corners, all these bruises and everything. And nobody wants to be, I mean, really, it, it, it ends up being a situation where it's pulling yourself out of that because I don't get to be the victim of a control right anymore. Mm-hmm. I now know how to speak with them. And if they wanna pull me in the triangle, I can say, mm, not going there. I can, if if someone who's an important value like me wants to pull me in the triangle, eh, not going there. My partner wants to pull me in the triangle, eh, not going there. And if I'm going to pull someone in the triangle and I'm with people who are aware of this model, they can stop and say, I'm not going into the triangle with you. You do not take your sharp corny uh, horn uh, edges, poke me with that triangle. Mm-hmm. No, I will not. So that's where I really enjoy skills. And my model is not the only thing out there. I really encourage people because we are all unique puzzle pieces to do what you did, Stefan, is go and get skills. Go do what works for you. Because what it's really about is when we are being the puzzle piece we're designed to be, and we're fitting in the puzzle in the way it's not just about me, it's not just about you, but we're doing both. We are creating a beautiful picture. And it's about time that we all start stop being each other's victims. And we create that beautiful picture that we are. 100% agreed. And Whilst we are talking about the extremes of being a victim and being being well, whatever the opposite is, uh, and uh, survivor, fr- yeah, true. Yeah. No, no, I was more thinking in a positive way of, of a thriver, so not just a survivor, a thriver, I guess, uh, is mm. what I was looking for. Um, it is if you think of it in a wider sense, if you think of it how you work 
within a relationship. Um, it is in a, in a in a romantic relationship. Suddenly, mm -hmm. you will be so much more powerful as if you could read your your partner. Mm -hmm. And literally, it is isn't that uh, what what allows you to be there for in in good times and in bad times, whatever your wedding vows in whatever language you said, they're all very much a variation of a theme. Uh, you want to be there for each other. And what do you do in the bad times? Uh, the bad times, especially when the bad times are among the two of you, um, mm -hmm. you can either run away or you can figure out why the hell are we mm -hmm. triggering each other constantly? And chances are it has to do with communication. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, of course, is when it comes to business, um, you could also look at your financial wealth and think, mm -hmm. okay, how do I want to actually move forward there? What are my belief systems around that? And even if you are strongly a belief and a more, let's say, touchy-feely person a, who maybe doesn't put so much value on money, etc., and you want to do good things, well, let me tell you, it's much easier to do good things when you are financially secure and you can move on. So it's lovely to explore those kind of, of aspects those kind of communications um, in your core beliefs as well. So in other mm -hmm. words, um, if you tick a certain way, if something is really important for you in a certain mm -hmm. way, you have to incorporate that into the financial world as well. And that can be challenging, no doubt. But if you do not do that, you try to get out of the the troubles out of the credit card debt, et cetera. But if your core beliefs and if your if your other things completely sabotage you there, you end up always poor. You end up always um, basically a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. So therefore use, use such models for every aspect of your life. For some of them, it works better. For some of them, maybe not so, so easy, but you, it, it will help you to develop into a better human and once you have started tasting mm -hmm. getting a taste for that transformation getting a taste for for a different communication the first time you do it and it works you walk away with a big smile on your face i guarantee you that and mm -hmm. it's absolutely amazing so cool man uh nicole you're an amazing woman you are you're you have brought all this this information together you've studied it you researched it and i know you've got free free uh little books out there and you're working on more tell us a bit what you're working on now and tell us a bit where we can find you okay well i'm on facebook under nicole sure and the seven candles i named the company the seven candles because when we're candles and we are lighting we're lighting up the world hmm. and and um, so that's what it's about. It's about us being fully, fully, our, our candle being fully uh, lit and being shining that. So that's, um, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and I have one booklet that is on Kindle Unlimited for free. It's the dating booklet. It's our very first one. And we're going to try and keep that always free because we want people to have the information. Nice. So um, that to me, again, I'm really, really big on, I want, I want you to discover who you are and how amazing you are because it sticks better when you discover. 
And then I will be, I have a workplace book coming out this, this month. And it's going to have a lot of data on DEI, how to put your teams together, how much we spend in retention. Your mind will be blown away at how much money is wasted. You know, people say they can't give a living wage. Well, part of the problem is, you know, and they'll say, oh, it's theft. Well, that is a little key point, but a lot of it's because workplaces are not happy. And so people leave, you have to retrain. It costs you more in the long run. And so that's a big retention thing. And with my degree, that's where I really want to go with this model more than, than I, I have other, but everybody needs it and they need it in their personal life. And then I will be doing a TED talk this month Ooh. and uh, it is going to be on dating, disabilities and communication. And then just some of like a TV show that will explain how the model works and break it down yeah. so that people have examples. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I really think that we need to talk about um, disabilities and equity. Disabilities, disabilities hit everybody. It doesn't matter what your gender is, what your race is, what your age is. It hits everybody. And we need to create a more inclusive equity environment for people with disabilities because there's some talent out there that people are missing because of uh, unaware and biases. So I'm also speaking at the end of the month at uh, the SIOP Convention Society for Industrial Organizational Psychology on disabilities and um, employment issues and giving a few resources that are just fabulous um, to help people just really start to be able, and it's okay if you have a disability, it's okay. K. That doesn't mean you're not able. It means your capability is somewhere else. Mm. I was yesterday on a guest on a show um, with uh, TJ West, and he is an advocate for disabilities. And I was I was making the argument there that in fact your disability is actually in uh, reframed is actually a superpower. Uh, because it made you the person who you are now. It made you the person who is hungry to change the world. It made you the person who has gone through dark times and is now out there and is changing the world. So mm -hmm. therefore, it's the same with my addiction. It's the same with my mental health problems. They have made me the person that I am now. Without mm -hmm. those dark times, I would have never now speaking to would never be speaking with you uh on my own show for crying out loud no i would do whatever i would be doing so that's my point so we are all the past does not equal the future we can always change but our past does not define us but it helps us to be a better better person so therefore it is i, I love i love your attempts to help people to do so and I, I, you know, guys, you, you're watching this, you're listening to this on a podcast. What have you got to lose? Ah, and then rephrase that. What have you got to gain? And that is so much. So guys, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and a podcast. You've got all of Nicole's uh, information down there. Very simple. Uh, check her out. Uh, have a look at the book because Tell me one relationship that can't do with a bit more attention, love, focus, and maybe a, a reappraisal of your communication styles. Maybe is there a better way how to, to, to really 
have a beautiful relationship by actually listening what your partner is really saying, uh, rather than getting triggered by words, actions, their their the way they roll their eyes um, when really they they want to say actually I love you, but uh, you know if you don't understand it because you only see something different, that's not a very successful way of living. I I would say. Nicole, you're an amazing woman. Uh, I wish you all the good luck with the TED Text talk. That is uh, something I'm waiting uh, to do the next quarter that is on my list to do. And that is, um, these are these are just all stepping stones of us putting ourselves out there and changing lives, both our own, because we grow, we transform, and in turn, we touch the lives of others around us and with that privilege hopefully we can we can plant seeds and we can change the world towards a little bit of a better place that's what is my mission here on my show i want to i want to make this world a little bit better one interview at a time one book at a time and i think we both have got the same mission and for that i'm so grateful that you came onto my show nicole I want to give you a social distance hug oh. <laughs> because I'm not right there with you. I, I want know. to talk you. I'm sure you get that a lot. Oh. I've been so fabulous. And thank you so much for having me here. It really is about transforming lives and that people accept that they are so amazing mm. and that we all have something to offer. And you have something to offer because of your scars, because of whatever happened in the past. So don't just think, oh, no, she's talking bullshit now. We want you to shine your light. If you all have a little light shining, suddenly the darkness will be bright as day. And how nice is that? So, Nicole, I sent you the huge hug back. And you guys out there, look after yourself. Live with passion. Bye. Bye. Bye.